Welcome to episode 37 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we start our Hitman series. Over the next seven weeks, we'll be playing the game episode by episode. This week, starting with the setup of the game and the training mission. As always, you can find everything Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club, on Twitter at leftbehindclub, on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub, or on our Discord. You can find the link to that on our website. Now, Mike had a lot to learn before he became the handcrafted killer, and he had to learn it the hard way. And so there are two guards there. One whose back is faced away from the gate, and another who's watching. And so I started throwing hammers, like coins. (laughs) Started throwing hammers and crowbars. And let me tell you, they work. How how many coins do you get in this You get three coins. So I'm just like throwing it out there, as yeah. a, you know, as a possibility. Um, but like, couldn't you just throw the coins? You know, I don't know what you use coins for, <laughs> but I use coins to purchase things. <laughs> so instead you throw heavy tools. I, th- I was throwing crowbars around. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Behind the Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Chicken McCourt, and today I've got two friends with me. First friend, so one that's sitting right next to me, I could poke him if I wanted to. His name is Michael Ruffalo. I'm very happy to be here and excited to talk about a very good game. Me too. Let's talk about a great game with our second friend, Momertati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob, you could poke me like emotionally and just say like Lord of the Rings sucks. Bam, I'm poked. Ow. You know what? I, I, I don't want to open this can of worms right now, but I've never watched Lord of the Rings. That's okay. It's long. It's I don't feel bad. But maybe, maybe that's another homework that we can do if we ever launch a movie <laughs> podcast. Sounds good. Anyway, today we're talking about Hitman Season 1. Uh, this game was released in 2016 in Episodes but had a lot of turmoil after that that I'm sure we'll get into here. The way we're going to split this up is a little bit different than a regular episode of Left Behind Game Club. Uh, So the way we're going to split it up is we're going to split it up into seven or more separate episodes where we cover the prologue, the final test of the game, and the setup, and then each individual episode. Should be a lot of fun. Mike, do you want to set up kind of what Hitman is all about? So Hitman is a long-running franchise... Uh, about a, a hitman working for an assassination organization. And the hitman that you play is Agent 47. Uh, and there are a lot of games in the series, some of which I've played in the past and the lore of which I have never really followed closely. I know that there is a, a character named Helmet Kruger. I know that there's uh, <laughs> a, 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 an agency named Iago. Um, I know that... There is a lot of killing of people in very stealthy, disguised, uh, absurd, and you know, uh, you know, odd manners. Uh, I think one of the trademarks of this series is uh, just how insane some of the ways you can assassinate someone is, and also just the many different ways that they allow you to do it beyond what you would normally expect. So, it, despite it maybe coming across like a a game that you can run and gun it definitely highly values the ability to plan ahead of time and play according to uh some ai routines and some scripts 
Yeah. So I guess you alluded to the fact that this series is uh, very old. Uh, IO Interactive, the developer of the series, has been around for almost 20 years now. They've developed tons of games. So they did the Kane and Lynch series. They did Mini Ninjas. They did Freedom Fighters. And they did the Hitman series. Mm-hmm. What is your uh, individual experiences with the Hitman series? We'll start with Mo. Um, this is actually one of the games that was on my list originally. I really wanted to play it, but I wanted to play any Hitman. I think originally I suggested it might have been Conviction or one of the other previous ones. Um, but we decided on this newer one, which I've played for the first time about six months ago or so. I've always loved the series, loved the games, especially way back when like there weren't no like online like tutorials or walkthroughs. It was just kind of like, hey, you're in this in- environment. Here's your objective. Figure out, figure it out. Loved it then. Played through this entire game already, and uh, I think I've I have a, a great, if not better, experience than before. So you're a resident expert. I think not more or less like you know how you're mentioning you don't know the actual lore or the story I really don't either the way I kind of understand it is it's cool James Bond if that makes sense <laughs> there's no like smooth or suave it's like this guy's anonymous this guy completes the tasks and does not think about it there's no like other side characters it's complete your mission move on complete your mission so, move on so the fact that he's inhumane and conditioned to not <laughs> feel emotions makes him cool bingo <laughs> fantastic I, I think one of the uh, I think the things to mention as to why we chose this game uh, you know and not any of the other Hitman games is while there are some very well regarded Hitman games Blood Money is one that comes to mind that's it um, I think the reason we chose this one is this is sort of seen as a reinvention of the series and it received incredible praise uh, as a reinvention as a way to approach uh, a series that people had passed love for, but it really waned and died off as uh, as it became a little bit long in the tooth. So this is a good point to re-enter the series if you've been a longtime fan or uh, if you're a, a new fan interested in it. This, this seems like a, a great opportunity to hop in. So I would be part of the latter group. I have never played a Hitman game before. I played a lot of stealth games, but I was a Splinter Cell guy and a Metal Gear Solid guy, but never got around to Hitman because I felt there was a huge bar, like a, it felt intimidating to go and play a Hitman game just because of how, I don't want to say punishing, but how unforgiving this game could be if you deviated it all from the stealth uh, of the game. What I like about, especially the later Splinter Cell games, if you look at Conviction, which is on my list, hopefully you play it someday. If a situation breaks down, or even in Metal Gear Solid 4, if a situation breaks down, you can, it's not ideal, but you can shoot your way out of it. And that's kind of where I, I like to be, is like, if a situation like degrades into the poop, then mm-hmm. I want to be able to get out of it. I mean, Jacob, not to spoil anything, but I've seen some of the leaderboards on, uh, on these episodes, and I think that that just might have been the case. Yeah, oh, my goodness. I think in both episodes, I actually kind of started off really well but then just it turned out really badly but more on that in in the later episodes of uh of this series mike what's your experience with the game so i i've played some of the others in the past not with not with any good length of time into it um i found that i bounced off of them generally pretty hard despite really wanting to get into them uh and this is the first time that i've actually powered through um and i you know my without without spoiling too much about our discussion you know at the very beginning i thought i was going to bounce off of this as well and thankfully i was able to get past it 
So, you know, before we talk about uh, the kind of gameplay of the game in detail, uh, should we just kind of talk a little bit about what happened uh, with this with this game compared to past games in the franchise and then what happened after the game came out? Sure. Jacob, you want to enlighten us? Yeah. So, um, like I said, IO Interactive had been around forever. They released these games, you know, in the past as single products where you'd go grab it off the shelf and that would be it. This game came out in episodic format to start. So they, unlike most episodic games, they actually dropped all the episodes in a single calendar year, but they dropped it in six separate parts. So each sandbox uh, was one episode that you would download. I think starting in March was episode one and then episode six came out in October. The game was originally published by Square Enix. In 2017, uh, the management of IO Interactive bought out the company. I don't think Square was satisfied with the uh, sales figures of the game and mm-hmm. said, hey, we aren't happy, they aren't happy, we're just going to... And it was actually like really like friendly their their breakup like usually companies they just like close the company and say that's it mm-hmm. but it was a very friendly breakup and so the management of io bought out the company and the future games are actually being published by warner brothers so that in short is what happened which uh, is why this. i ended up having to spend a full 70 dollars to get a game that's more than a year old yeah so this game was released three different ways so either in season form in 2016 then um Square Enix released the Season 1 pack in 2017. They obviously sold it off, and then Warner Brothers is publishing the games now. So Warner Brothers released the definite, uh, definitive edition in May of this year. So you cannot find Season 1 anywhere because of the publishing deal, and Warner Brothers is now selling this game like a full-fledged $70 Brand product. New release. Yeah, which sucks for you, um, <laughs> especially if we're going to play this in like like a month or two from now absolutely but i still think uh you know it was it was worth it based on the first first few that i've played um why don't we hop into it boys 100 percent. so what is what is the first uh what is the first thing that you're hit when you when you drop into this game um well i think they kind of get you to learn all the mechanics right away in the pretty traditional way they give you the first mission uh correct me if i'm wrong but the first mission is free for anyone to play if they wanted to or is that only sometimes available so uh the episode one of this game i believe it's paris was uh, a free games with gold game yeah um and i believe there were periods in the past that they had given the first episode as free to play this weekend um and i'm sure they'll do more and more of that as this game you know becomes long in the tooth for warner brothers this time yeah so so yeah but the i guess with the prologue that's the kind of the first mission you're kind of to me it kind of seemed like you're in like a simulated movie studio where there was a yacht but maybe that's just because it was a whole sandbox small little yacht area you walk on a boat and they kind of teach you all the mechanics. So jump, how to identify whether someone's like a supervisor and can tell if you're actually an employee wearing a costume, how to take a costume or an outfit from someone, how to subdue people, whether to kill like them or not to kill that. them. We're just going to take this from them. <laughs> yeah. As if they were just standing there and you strip them. Yeah, no, literally. What, well, what, they, what they do is they teach you how to knock this person out, choke them, put them in a dumpster somewhere, <laughs> and then wear their clothes. Yeah, very, very exactly. Um, so, yeah, you have the option to choke them or um, just knock them out um, and kind of advance through and move through the mission. The first thing I believe you get to do is take out a 
was it a, a high profile millionaire guy is that is that was that essentially what it was in the hat yeah so i think what they what they do with this is they're like and what i actually really appreciated about the training is how they slowly layer on mechanics absolutely yeah and that that was like this is what i needed the slow ramp to kind of learn you know about um uh, his abilities to learn you know the different systems at play when you're in an open sandbox and what they did for the first part of it like you said mo it was on a kind of a simulated movie set <laughs> and they had you redo it three times and each time they would say okay how about this time you try it uh, just a little bit differently or we're going to alter this the way that the the level is laid out just a little bit before we actually give you the final test which is a a real version of the thing that you just did. Yeah. And I think I must have uh, cheated myself a bit by skipping through the other ways to complete a mission uh, because I had some trouble when we got to that, the final test uh, in, in the, in the training mode. Um, I think they do do a really good job of holding your hand though and, and walking you through his, his abilities. Um, I think the the core mechanics of the game really come down to one understanding where what people can see and where, uh, two figuring out which uh, which costume you need to fit into the environment that you're in and and where that allows you to go, and the third ultimately being how do you ultimately you know dispose of your target? How do you how do you get rid of them? And I think they yeah. all work really well together. There's one key thing too that they also do and you have to master in order to do well in the game is just environmental awareness and listening to what's going on. They had, they add cues where it's like a kind of like a ping noise. It's like, bing, something's coming up. Like an opportunity is about to reveal itself and that's when he kind of remind you that, hey, listen to this next conversation you're in. Some guy might say, oh my god, the, the, the target is going to be coming down for a cup of coffee. I always get a coffee with him every Wednesday and that, that tells you, okay, maybe I should hang out here. I don't have to go find him. He's coming to this area. Yeah, so that the system that you're talking about is called the opportunity system, which I love. Which is fantastic because like you said, there'll be a little clue and then you'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to listen to this conversation like you said, Mo." And then from there, you'll get an intel briefing in your pause screen where it's like, "Hey," and the narrator will narrate or your kind of your handler. Your handler, thank you, will narrate to you like, "Hey, be aware that this is an opportunity for you to get to one of the targets." Yeah, it's it's a great way to kind of show you different ways to attack the mission because the, the the replayability with games is something I, I struggle with because I whenever I play a game once, I'd be you'd be you'd be like it'd be hard to find me playing it again for any reason whatsoever. But this game has so many ways you can approach almost every target. It is replayable and you could go through it in a different way every single time. And those cues are the ways to do it. You kind of got to find the next one and just kind of figure it out from there step by step. Yeah, so the other system at play that we've kind of alluded to is the instinct system, which is uh, you hit the, you know, at least on an Xbox controller, that right bumper. And what happens with the right bumper is when you press it, you go into this uh, kind of almost like Batman detective mode. Perfect. Where you kind of see everyone in a, in a separate color and people of interest are highlighted in red. And then the anyone. The targets are in red. The targets are in red. And then anyone who can see through your disguise if you're wearing a disguise has a white dot over their head so you know to stay away from them yeah and there's some good uh environmental markers or hud markers when you walk near them um it's as if the line of them looking at you gets thicker and thicker and brighter and brighter as they're paying more attention to you 
So it's a really good signifier when you have to walk by these people, how much time you have and and how quickly you need to get away from them before they become suspicious and start searching for you. I have to do it. I have to throw a Lord of the Rings reference. So that gaze that happens <laughs> is just like Sauron kind of spotting you and it gets hotter and hotter and you have to kind of move away before the Sauron or AKA the manager or supervisor that knows who you are before they Moe's, get you. Mo Mike is just sitting here and he's just shaking his head because for the second time in an episode, we've talked about Lord of the Rings. That's it. My quota is hit. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I, won't I don't know. I think you should push for three, but we're, we're going to leave it at that. So in this training mission, that's kind of separated into, quote-unquote, the prologue and the final test. I would say compared to the rest of the game, it's quite linear because they're trying to teach you and say, hey, it's, we're going to keep it really simple. You know, there are a lot of NPCs, non-player characters on this boat, but really you have to worry about one target. And to start, we're going to show you the one way to do this. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to know how you guys did this one uh, in particular because I may have did a little bit of the cheating aka Mo way of taking him down but maybe you guys did the exact same thing okay uh, so on the boat to start before we get there let's kay. set up the story just the, oh, the thin okay. narrative plot do you want to do that Mike yeah so uh, correct me if I'm wrong fill in yep. the gaps where, where you can boys uh, you are agent 47 uh, and I believe it starts out with you in a holding cell um, with uh, a handler and the director of this organization talking about you. And uh, they're talking about you and they're talking how your story so far is checked out and that they were directed to go check out a school or something in Romania, uh, but they haven't found much evidence. And all that they know is that you're incredibly skilled at murdering people and that you've come to them uh, or have been recruited by them to, to work. And so there's this big conflict between the director and your handler, who's very excited at having you on board, as to whether they should keep you and whether they should have you. So she's been pulling for you to get you through. And she says, okay, this is now that we've got you just up to up to snuff. This is the training mission. And we need you need to pass this training mission with flying colors. So that way, the director, all of his reservations are put on hold. And one of the special things that we've done with this training mission, this last test, is that it is the very single biggest priority kill that has happened when he was an agent in the field. And so if you can do well here, if you can do this better than he could have ever done it, well, that just might say you should be brought on without reservation. Mm -hmm. So, Mo, go ahead. Yeah, I, th I think you might have nailed it. But the reason why I say might is because I did not pay attention to a single bit of any <laughs> of the like, side stories. The only time I kind of listen is when you, they drop you into like each new environment. And kind of the lady just breaks it down and says, Agent 47, this is the target. This is the area. <laughs> this is what we're shooting. This is blah, blah, blah. That's it. That's all I kind of knew. I, I knew there was some kind of backstory and someone was arguing. But at the end of the day, I didn't think it even added anything. And I don't know if even Jacob, did you kind of know of the side in no, between story? And, like, and I, I even looked it up just as we were here. Iago is the organization that is kind of embroiled in the first mission. You're actually part of the ICA, ah, which is it. the organization, which to me, like, if I can't even remember what organization that we're talking about, like, I don't come to Hitman for story. Um, Absolutely. You know, if, if I want to watch a Hitman story, maybe I'll watch one of the many movies that oh. are available. Um, should we watch those? Probably I'm not. not. I'm kind of like the one with Timothy Oliphant. Okay, that's the latest one, right? It's the first one, I believe. It's the first one. Was James McAvoy ever Hitman? I don't believe so. Okay. I think you're thinking of Wanted. You're right. Good call. 
The Great one where call. you can spin bullets yeah. and make them bend. <laughs> Which was a canceled video game. No, I think that came out. It came out, but the second video game was canceled. Okay, I Who trust you. Who made the wanted game? I feel like it was Pandemic. Let's talk about Hitman. Yes, get me back. Uh, so should we talk first about the guided training or should we go right to the final test? Right into the final test. Okay. So the, do you want to set up the final test? So the final test, the, the construct here is that you are trying to get into this uh, base in Cuba where there is a flipped Russian spy who has intel uh, and is ready to, ready to give it to all of the Russians. And uh, he is a chess grandmaster. And you know that uh, his plan of escape is to hop on this fighter jet and fly on out. And what you need to do is before, before that happens, you need to find some way of dispose of him before he lets all of these secrets go. So should we just get into how we tackle this mission? Let's do it. Okay. Mo, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, I think the, the, the funnest part that I remember was taking down the general guy. Correct me if I'm wrong if I'm naming him the <laughs> wrong way. Or the colonel or the whatever. Colonel. That, yeah, the, the colonel or whatever. Um, that one, a lot, a lot of my tactics with Hitman is I, I probably play twice the length of the actual mission length. The first time I kind of play through is just pure observational. I kind of see what's going out and what's going on, watch routes, see if people eventually like lose like major opportunities where I can't kill them, see if they walk to ledges and just kind of like mess around. If I get killed, I get killed. I'll restart it and try different <laughs> things. I kind of try to find, and another thing I kind of prioritize, especially because remembering from the last time I played it, is I look for easy ways to get uniforms or get disguises of people. And mm-hmm. when certain guards or when certain mechanics in this situation kind of scurry all along across into like a quiet room. My most used tool is the coin. I use the coin <laughs> a lot. Now, for people that are listening to this, what the coin does is essentially it's a distraction. It alerts someone's attention to kind of come to that area or even move away from an area of interest that you're trying to get into. They're um, breadcrumbs of sound. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of times it's just flipping that coin ex- exactly equal distance of like getting them into a room. And that's what I did, I think, with the f- to get the mechanic uniform in order to sabotage the uh, the the fighter jet. Um, that was the first way I got. That's how I did sabotage the fighter jet. And then the general guy, I think I used it to get the bodyguard's attention, who was in the room with him while he was like in his little war room with the chess pieces. I flicked a coin right in front of the door. He'd come out. I'd be dressed <laughs> as a military guy. Walk right in behind him. Take him out in the bathroom. Bingo, bango. Final test completed. Jacob, okay. how did you approach it? So I, I would say, you know, in my mind, I think that I'm intellectual, right? Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to observe like an eagle and, and observe and figure out the yes. greatest way to dismiss with my enemies. But like, I'm a squirrel when I play this game because I'm very much like, ooh, opportunity. And like, yeah. if something's shiny, I just Bright go towards that. Exactly. So the way that I did it here is that um, the general actually wasn't one of your objectives. So your only like listed objective was to kill Jasper Knight, who mm-hmm. is this you know Russian spy who's going to flip. So the way that I did it is I ended up going. I think I got into the kind of facility by you know using a coin to let a guard come over, take his place, go inside the facility. But what I did is I ended up getting one of the mechanics right away because 
I discovered when I and I just did it by chance. Like I'm like, ooh, mechanic, <laughs> killed the mechanic, hit him away, and then I discovered that there was a testing that you had to do safety testing for the fighter jet. So what I did was, okay, I need to discover how to do this this testing. So you have to get a wrench to bring over. The thing you have to watch though is his the partner that you killed of the um, kind of the mechanics. His partner is sitting right near where you have to do the repairs on the jet. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful as to not kind of alert your partner because he'll know immediately that like you're not supposed to be here. Alarm, alarm the whole facility. So all I did was take the mechanic's uniform, I walked right up to the fighter jet, fixed it with the wrench, and then walked right up to Jasper Knight's suite and said, hello, sir, I have some safety testing for you. Oh, no He followed way. me down. And I told him, sir, can you please get in this jet? <laughs> so he, he got in the jet. <laughs> and I'm standing with my clipboard about 10 meters away from the actual fighter jet. And I'm like, we're going to test your ejector seat, sir. So please, I need you to fasten your seatbelt. And you have to actually press a button to go through each step. So it's like, fasten your seatbelt. Okay, press a button to release your, your ejector seat. And like, we're not going to do it, but I need you to hit your ejector button. And like, the thought is like, oh, I'm just going to hit it and just test it out. It's not going to actually go. But from there, the ejector seat actually goes. So he flies right out of the facility with the ejector seat and just like, no one notices what's happening because it's just me. And I just <laughs> walked, walked right out of the facility. Wow. Mo. I completely confused myself because I haven't played the final test since six months ago. I only played episode one and episode two recently. Um, what I did with the, the colonel guy was when I took him down, I dressed up as him. And then I was able to meet with the guy and meet him one-on-one. And that's when I shot him and walked away from the mission. Oh, so you shot Easy him right in the face. Yeah, yeah, 100%. What do you because think? There's guns. Knew, There's guns in the knew, game. <laughs> he knew that you weren't the general, so he's like, yeah, wait a second. No, no, he doesn't know that you're not the general. Oh, because he's not met okay, you. So let me, let, me, let me just say that this is the moment that I thought I was going to bounce off of this game and just be like, boys, it's been nice knowing you. I have to retire from the podcast. <laughs> There's no way that I can continue to be part of this if we have to play this game. At the... At the the training mission, the one that you're supposed to prove that you've been able to do these very basic core skills, I spent about two hours trying to get into the compound. (laughs) You could have put a time lapse on the video of me attempting this and... It, and just overlay some Benny Hill music. What did you do? Oh, oh, what did I do? What did I not do? Okay, so I'll tell you what I did learn. I learned how to save the game. I learned <laughs> so well how to save the game in this this final test mission. Uh, so I would start every time I would reload the mission, walking over to the left and hearing the opportunity from the mechanics talking about, oh, there is this ejector seat. He's got to fly out of here. There are things that ways in which we can kill him. I'm like, fantastic. Okay, I know what I need to do. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to search around here for different items, which is one of the core things that I've learned in this, in, in this prologue mission, in this test area. You just walk around, you hit the detective vision, uh, and you look at any item that is uh, highlighted, and you either try and pick it up or poison it. Those are the two <laughs> things that you do. Yeah. And so I went and I realized, well, there's a hammer here, and there's a crowbar here. And anytime I 
go near the gate, they're like, sorry, sir, you're not allowed here. And I'm like, well, duh, I'm here to kill this guy. <laughs> so I thought, okay, what I need to do is I need to distract them and pull them away from their guard post uh, because there are two guards at the opening gate. And you all might think I'm a little bit crazy explaining the very first gate in the very first training mission. <laughs> but let me tell you, it was a puzzle I did not think I was going to be able to solve. And so there are two guards there. One whose back is faced away from the gate and another who's watching. And so I started throwing hammers like <laughs> coins. Started throwing hammers and crowbars. And let me tell you, they work. They really do draw people away. But what I was very bad at figuring out is just how far you have to draw them away to be able to kill them or, or you know, knock them unconscious, subdue them before, you know, anyone else can see. So I kept throwing crowbars. I'm like, okay, maybe I need to throw the crowbar or the hammer at the window of this vehicle. Maybe I need to break the glass on this vehicle to get the guy to, to go check out the vehicle and move further. And I am ashamed to admit that it took me about two hours to understand that I needed to throw the crowbar and then the hammer and make a breadcrumb trail to get him into a dark corner where I would be able to choke him, choke him out, steal his clothes and then and move on. How many coins do you get in this? In you this get three level? coins. So I'm just like throwing it out there as yeah. a, you know as a possibility Jacob I'm not a bright man I hey I I'm never insulted your intelligence man. um but like couldn't you just throw the coins I mean I'm just I'm th- I'm throwing it out there you know I don't know what you use coins for but I use <laughs> coins to purchase things <laughs> so instead you throw heavy tools I th- I was throwing crowbars around <laughs> So yes, to be, Muhammad. To, to be fair, like if you throw a coin, there is like the audio. You might go, "Oh my god, there's something there." But when you throw a hammer, there's that physical thud. So if they were like deaf or hard of hearing, they would feel the hammer. They may not feel the coin. Ruffalo, you're okay. Thank you, Mo. Thank you. There was one point in this two-hour journey where I was throwing up crowbars and hammers, just yelling, "Kobe!" <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to hit, hit, trying to hit the guard in the head with a crowbar thinking that it might knock him unconscious and I'd drag him into a dark corner, wear his clothes, and then pretend like nothing just happened. All that I could picture was James Woods from Family Guy just going, ooh, tool, instead of ooh, piece of candy, just going, ooh, there's a hammer, ooh, was, there's a crowbar. It was a saga, let me tell you. It was a saga. But, I, really, I really hope episode one was a little bit better than the prologue. Oh, let me tell you. It, it was, thankfully, uh, much, much better from this point. Um, I tried to get through that gate on two occasions, and I stopped, and I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make it. But when I did make it through, I found things much easier. Yeah, I, I think I, I may have made it sound like I had an easier time with it than how I articulated it. I struggled, too, early on. Because, I, I, Jacob, I did the uh, the unwrenching the the fighter jet in the middle of like the, the base, but I had no idea what the purpose of that was for. I just kind of did it because it was an objective, and I, <laughs> I kind of moved on. There were so many times where I tried doing it, and someone would be like, hey, like what are you doing? Bam, bam, shot to death. There's a lot of times when I try to like take someone down. Bam, bam, shot to death. Like If there was a kill counter, I must have died a dozen times in the prologue over a length period of time, just kind of investigating the environment, and then once I finally got up to the upper deck where the officer was, 
that's when it kind of closed up really quickly and it ended. But it took me a while too, Mike, to kind of get into the base, navigate, make sure I'm not being seen, and figure out where the like heck am I supposed to move. So w- when I got into the base, things started going much smoother. Two hours later. Two hours later. Got Two it. hours later. So I I immediately found my way into uh, you know wearing the guards gate guards uniform, the the base level of security, walking around. And I was able to get into the hangar, and I realized there was, using my detective vision, there was a, a lone mechanic off in the corner in front of a dumpster yeah. um, who had his back to me. And I was like, well, is this not just the most ideal setting to <laughs> knock someone unconscious and wear their, wear their clothes? So I knocked this mechanic unconscious. I put on his clothes. I gently placed him inside uh, a cooler. And uh, and then continued to look around and I found wrenches and I found other things. And I was like, well, I know that I need to, you know, tamper with this ejector seat. So that way our boy chess prodigy over here decides to <laughs> take a little flight to the moon. And so I walk over to the plane and I see two guys very nearby who are able to look through my disguise. But thankfully, they're both hunched over a, a map. And so I take up my wrench and I very quickly make the adjustment I need to and I walk away and it's like, fantastic, you're, you're now ready to, ready to go. And as I, I'm like, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to walk around. I'm going to see, you know, see, see what there is here. And I start picking up on more intel and I find out, okay, your boy, Chess Prodigy, is not going anywhere without his uh, girlfriend. So I think, okay, I need to somehow get his girlfriend down and ready because he's not going to hop in the plane before he does that. Fine. No biggie. Um, so I continue to look around and this is the point in which I feel like Hitman became a Barbie simulator <laughs> because I just started playing dress up with all of the different outfits that I could find. I knocked out a soldier. I took his stuff. I put him in a nice cooler. <laughs> I found uh, another guard, a Figured maybe his guard's clothes are different. I knocked him out. I put put him away. I found a colonel and I said, good day, sir. May I have your clothes? <laughs> and he said, yes, please put me in this closet. And I did. You so, did it with a gun, though. Yeah, like, I did. I killed, Hello, sir. This I, is my weapon. I killed no one. I have not killed a single person in this game yet, aside from the targets. Yeah, and that's the thing though. One that uh, putting people away and like hiding them in closets or coolers is a major kind of requirement to advance through a mission. Because if you leave anyone with an eyesight, you could trigger like an event where they'll hide the the targets in like a safe room, and it becomes almost impossible to like kill the target. So if you do take someone down, you kind of have to put them away into one of those or completely out of sight because they will be found eventually. That's very true. Unless you're Jacob. Correct, Jacob. Yeah, I don't want to talk about what I did, but I will I will discuss what happened soon. So I can just tell from the leaderboards that Jacob leaves a lot of bodies found <laughs> Jacob, and a lot of on. non-targets killed. I don't we'll get to it when we talk about episode two. Okay. But let's just say Fantastic. that I I may have almost killed two dozen people. But, <laughs> oh hey. my gosh. The stealth silent game where you try to kill no one but the targets. I was stealthy for like Eighty percent of the mission. So, I hear you, man. Amazing, amazing. It was just when it when it counted. Uh huh. Um, so I once once I started playing dress up, and I was like, okay, there's some other opportunities here. There's clearly something I can do with this projector, which I come to find out later in the uh, post post mission objectives that oh, you can electrocute someone looking 
at the projector. I was like, that's very interesting. I If I did not want to move on to the next mission, I would totally try that out. I realized, well, there's some vodka here and uh, some poison that I found. So I could probably poison some people. There is a chessboard yeah. that uh, you, you know your boy Chess Prodigy was just hanging around with that you could tamper with and I think very clearly poison. There were a lot of different ways to get this guy. Also, his name was Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight. Just oh, want to point that out. I did oh. not pick up on that. That just clicked. Chester Knight. No, you know, Jesper Knight. Yeah. Yeah. This this mission was clearly not my intellectual high point. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but but we all have brain farts at some point or another. Um, and so I I ended up completing the mission by um, after I found a way to wear the colonel's uniform. Uh, you need to bring your boy Jesper all the way to the radio room so that way he can you know have his communique with the soviets uh before he hops on his plane and so i walked over to him i'm like hey come with me some dude wants to talk with you and so i walk him on over to the private radio room and he gets on the radio and it's clearly not working and i'm like oh boy now i've gotta now i've gotta take him out and he ends up turning to me and saying like uh, it must be the the weather. I'm like, thank you, thank you for knowing that it that it's the weather and not me just pretending so I can get you over here and, and knock you out. And see if that would have been me, I would have just like at that point I'd have been like, oh, this is falling apart. I need to kill you now. <laughs> that that's the best part about the game, though. Like you're tense. You're like, do I do it now? Do I do it now? Because it holds you in that moment. Like there could be more dialogue. It could be it could progress in a better way. But you have to kind of make that decision. Take him out now or wait for the next opportunity, which may not come. It might pass up. Because I've done that a couple times where I'm like, oh, I'll keep waiting. I'll keep waiting. And then the target will be like, all right, good day. See you later. And they go back to their security <laughs> guards. Opportunity missed. Yeah, literally. And so uh, I, I think the the thing that I realized about you know this mission is I was trying to play it way too perfectly. I took the the message at the beginning of the game being like, well, you really need to like overachieve in this mission. So that way you can, you know, impress the director way too close to heart. I realized I just need to finish this. So he says, let me know when you're ready again uh, or when it's fixed and I'll come back. So I'm like, all right, bro. So he goes back to the room. I go back and fetch him. He comes back over when he hops on the radio again. I just take out my silence pistol pop him in the back of the head uh, and then put his body in a closet and all was good in the world. And for, for some apparent reason, no one batted an eye when the Colonel of this entire base decides to just trot on out through the front gate. <laughs> uh, but that's how I ended up passing the mission. Can we talk about how, like when you do take some, one of the targets down, how like it's a terrible moment. You've just murdered someone but your little handler comes up and goes, well done, 47. And you're like, ooh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, let me move on. Thanks, thank you very much. It's Positive so like, satisfying. for negative it. actions. Yeah, yeah. I, it's definitely like the highlight. It's just when you're like, ooh, I did it. And, yeah. and you look, it's almost like you've done a bad thing and you look around and you're like, did anyone see me just pick my nose? <laughs> no, just me? Okay. Yes, I did, Jacob. Yes, I did. And how quickly Shoot. do you try to silently walk away from the situation? Like, okay, yes. okay, go. No, You're kind of like, you're, you're in that person in the moment you're kind of looking around like okay no one's watching no one's watching and trying to run faster than you can but you're like wait 
No one can detect it. I'm okay. I'm okay. Okay, bye. And then it you took escape. every bit of chill that I had to not hit the run button <laughs> and, and run out of there. It's the video game equivalent of crop dusting yes. where you <laughs> fart in a room and then you you say, oh, no one saw me. I'm going to walk away now. I had to internally keep talking to myself as I was walking up. Like, you're the colonel. No one outranks you here. No one has anything to say to you. They're just trying to ignore you. No one wants to be spotted by the colonel. Just keep moving. Walk with confidence. Look straight ahead, shoulders back, chest chest out, keep moving. And this is a car with a button. And then it was at that moment that I was like, wait, this is a test inside some like missile silo. And, and yeah. clearly the walls are made of like plasterboard. Um, this isn't even a real thing. But I, I think that it's a, it's a really good introduction to the, the first game because, or the first to the game, because you only get one objective you have to do because even as you go to episode two and episode or episode one episode two episode one there's two objectives episode two there's three objectives so it kind of sets you up for success where it's like we're gonna give this very simple scenario there's not many places you can get caught up but like you can die really easily if you don't play this the right way and uh i don't think i've ever had a training mission where i walked out so satisfied that i'd like i figured out algebra today and this game, I can play this game now, Mo. Yeah, they kind of it's it's all about the easy steps. Like the first little bit of the training mission on the yacht, then on in this big giant like environment, completing an actual like task of taking down like a major target with different like ways of doing it. it that's I think the satisfaction they give you a next step up in the next mission and it's attainable based off of what you have but it's not a cakewalk you still have to figure it out according to mike you might have to walk for two hours before you figure <laughs> out what you have to do you might be stuck at the front gate just peering in like please let me in throwing I need tools, to kill him like a big tool yep guess who's the biggest tool of them all it's not the hammer i was throwing my helmet kruger look-alike <laughs> right at that front gate over and over until they would let me in and i did eventually crack that nut my head was harder than the wall. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Any other any other points about the prologue or the final test? After that, you kind of get set up. Uh, there's a small story bit that then sets you up into the rest of the game. Where your hand just looks at the director with a, a smug grin. And he's like, you, you know what you've done. Get out of here. And yeah, uh, yeah he's annoyed. But she's like, ha ha, we showed him. Yes, and yeah. you get off on your helicopter and you fly away to the first mission. In 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 Mo's defense, it it is a very cool like if James Bond was not liked by anyone at MI six, it was it was a cool cool like fu moment. If James Bond was Bruce Willis, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a good way of doing it. Yeah, no final thoughts would be like that. That was a good introduction to the game. Now let's get like a big complex mission, and I think that's where we kind of jump into episode one, and they kind of throw everything at us. So that's the prologue, and in the weeks to come, we're going to be releasing episodes for each one of the different scenarios in Hitman Season 1. Mike, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they do so? At RuflowM on most social places or MichaelRuflo.com. Mo? Uh, at Emmertati, all online, as well as Emmertati.com. Jacob? And you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCord or JacobMcCord.com. And this is one less prologue left behind. <laughs>